0: She's got her daddy's money, her mama's good looks, and look who's looking at me.
1: That was a Ricochet and a Daddy's Money. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show in the company of your Cabo Nova, Romeo of the Rodeo, and the Italian Dijonek. I'm people, people with an honor and a pleasure to welcome to the show today, the one, the only, Heath Wright. Hey, Heath, how are you? And welcome to the show. Well, I'm
2: doing just fine, Nick. And thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. And I got to tell you, I like the way you say the name of our band better than the way anyone else. I, I, let me hear it one more time
1: ricochet
2: yeah and that's not how you said it before Before it was more like ricochet uh, ricochet true.
1: yes i, I, I like, like to the, roll the r's
2: there <laughs> the, the r's. we need more of that we need more of that in this country.
1: <laughs> well I, I appreciate you saying that Heath. thank you so much um and yes it is definitely a joy and a pleasure to have you on today and we just heard a song that did Quite, quite decently well, I'd say, for, for the band, which was Daddy's Money. And uh, when it comes to the origins of this song, any stories or anecdotes on how it came about?
2: Yes, I know the exact story on how that song came about. I was, I was told uh, by the songwriters themselves, Bob DePiro, Steve Seskin and Mark D. Sanders were sitting in a room one day at a uh, publishing company that also had a recording studio attached to it. And they, uh, they were trying to figure out what they were going to write about that day. Well. Nobody had any good ideas until this young demo singer by the name of Jeff Herndon pulls into the parking lot. Now, you know him better as Jeff Carson,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because when he got signed to his record deal, he, he changed his, he changed his last name to Carson because there was already a Herndon. Anyway, Jeff, who was new in town and was, maybe he had a publishing deal, but he was mostly known as a demo singer in town. Now demo singers, were we don't they don't really make a lot of money i did a little bit of that when i first moved to nashville as well so you don't you're not making a great living as a demo singer and uh everybody knew that jeff was one of the best demo singers in town and he was one of the first call demo singers but still you know he wasn't getting rich doing it but he still pulled up that day in a brand new jaguar now the guys thought that was kind of strange as they as they kind of rolled this situation over in their minds they're like how in the heck can this new demo singer in town this guy um, he's not on the road yet he might have a recording deal but he's not on the road making a bunch of money how can he afford to drive a brand new Jaguar it turns out and Jeff told me this himself he borrowed his his wife Kim he borrowed his wife's car that day and uh, one of the guys in the in the room I I want to say it was Bob DePiro says well have you seen that girl that he's married to Apparently, she's not just gorgeous. She's also got her daddy's money. And then they finally had something to write about. So I owe owe a big debt of gratitude to Jeff Carson for showing up at just the right time that day and Kim Carson, his wife, for loaning him her car that day.
1: <laughs> wow! What a fantastic, fantastic story indeed! And thank you for sharing with that with that with us, Heath. And uh, speaking, actually, of you know, uh upcoming projects and such for Rick, where Ricochet is concerned, will we be seeing any upcoming new albums or things like this? Do do uh, Ricochet fans have anything like that to look forward to in the near future?
2: Yes, they do. Nick, as a matter of fact, we just signed a brand new record deal with a, a company called Encore Entertainment, and they uh, they've signed us to a three album deal, and we've already uh, not we'd kind of been doing some recording like during COVID during the, during the shutdown and everything, we'd kind of been in the studio doing a little bit of recording. And so we already had enough material to put, uh, to put together for one album. So we, we've already turned that album into an encore and they, uh, they haven't given us the release date yet, but we think it'll be sometime shortly after the first of the year we, uh, and I've already got, you know, Things I've got the wheels turning in my mind on what I want to do for the second and third project as well. So yes, for the first time in well over a decade, probably no, two decades now, we're going to have some new material to, to uh, put out there to our, our fans and our old fans as well as maybe make some new fans with this new material.
1: That is fantastic news indeed, and we're definitely very much looking forward to that. In that, for sure, and, and when it actually comes to this, you know, first upcoming album, you know, from this new record deal, where uh, Heath, uh, could you give us an idea, maybe even a sneak preview of what folks to expect from this new material?
2: Well, actually, it's going to be a little mixture of new and old stuff. We went in and re-recorded the old hits because our our uh, our contract. The re-record clause was up on our contracts from Sony Music, so we decided to go in and re-record and kind of update, update the sound of those old hits and and uh, just kind of give them a little shine, you know. The technology, recording technology, is a lot different today than it was back in the 90s when we recorded those. So we went in and and uh, updated those recordings, and so we're going to do sort of a I don't know greatest hits, greatest hits uh, slash new material. We haven't even come up with a name for it yet, but uh, it's been Close to 25 years since we put out anything new. So who knows? We may call it the Silver Anniversary Greatest Hits and More.
1: I like that title. That's not bad. Yeah, Yeah, definitely hold on to that title. It sounds definitely very good. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) fantastic and as of today you know as of today you know on the day of this recording i know something very big is happening for you guys because i know that you are returning to the grand old opry after 22 years so what i'm curious about is what does playing the opry mean to you and do you remember the first time you guys played on this legendary stage
2: oh yes uh Well, to answer the first part of your question, it means the world to us to be asked back after 22 years to come and perform. This is the year that the Grand Ole Opry is, is shining a spotlight on 90s country artists. Every single person that plays the Opry, I'm told, is also asked to do a song from the 90s era. So it, it just means a lot. I mean, we've always uh, revered the Opry as the greatest stage in country music. We've always felt like it. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's the only stage I still get nervous on. I mean, when I step onto that hallowed circle, that big sacred circle there that came from the old Ryman Auditorium, I get butterflies. And I'm sure I will tonight, too, when we step up there. But uh, it just means so much. I'll never forget the first time we played it. We had just finished an all-night video shoot for our song, uh, Love is Stronger Than Pride. And we were were shooting until about 4 o'clock that morning. Just had time to go home and, and get a shower and pretty much put on some fresh clothes. And we started doing interviews early that morning. Uh, I believe it was CRS week, if I'm not mistaken, a country radio seminar. So we had a whole slew of interviews to do that morning. And then we had an afternoon uh, matinee performance at the Grand Ole Opry. It was like on a Tuesday. So it was uh, it was a long day. And if you look at the video, I think there's some video in, on YouTube, but you can find our very first Opry performance and uh, you see big old bags under our eyes and everyone looks like they're half asleep but we i mean once we hit that stage it was just it was amazing and and the adrenaline kicked in and and i'll never forget it Um, my mom and dad were and actually in town at the time back when they they were still alive and they they uh they came out they got to witness the their son playing you know fulfilling one of his dreams for the first time
1: Oh that well that's wonderful and with I'm sure and it's wonderful you guys are finally back I think it's been way too long but I'm glad you guys are finally back at the Grand Old Opry where you belong indeed and uh, when it actually comes to your personal taste in music Heath what can you be found listening to in your spare time?
2: I love rap and hip-hop and uh freeform jazz no I'm just kidding I, I, <laughs> I, I love classic country music I'm a huge Merle Haggard fan I uh Uh, My dad was probably the biggest Hank Williams Sr. fan to ever breathe fresh air. And I, you know, my mom loved Dolly Parton. And it was just just in our house growing up, and neither my mom or dad were musical per se. They didn't play any instruments or sing or anything. But uh, there was always country music going on in our house, even on holidays. I don't remember a single day that the radio wasn't playing. And it was always on a country station. So I grew up listening to all that. I remember when Merle Haggard was still on the radio. That's how old I am. You know, I'm, I'm still having current hits on the radio on on, on current country radio, and so uh, yeah, it, you it, if you name a Merle Haggard song, I can get usually get through the first verse and first chorus of just about any of them.
1: <laughs> well, hey, someday I'll have to hold you to it. and I'll have to get you to sing a Merle Haggard song for sure, He I definitely you with your. With your flavor, I think you'd definitely give a great spin to it indeed. And uh, (laughs) here's a curious question to you. From music to food, if we were to come over to your house and open your fridge, what would we find inside?
2: Uh, Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not not a bunch of a cook. So you're going to find a lot of heat them and eat them. That's what we call (laughs) them, these these little TV dinners. A lot of those, um, I live on a cattle ranch. So in the freezer, there's some, there's always some, uh, some steaks and some burgers, you know, some, some fresh beef, uh, raised right there on the Rock and W Ranch. But, uh, if, you know, for uh, honestly, I'm, I don't eat very healthy. So you're not going to find a whole lot of salads or, or fresh fruit or anything like that. If, if you, if you do, it's something that my son made me buy because he's, he's trying to eat healthier than, I, than, than his dad, so that he, doesn't end up looking like his dad when he's with this age, I guess. <laughs>
1: Wait, well, hey, nothing wrong I like with loving
2: music. No one's ever asked me a food question before,
1: Nick. That's a good one. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, hey, you know what? It's all, I, uh, being Italian, you know, for us, it's all about the food, and nothing wrong with enjoying a good steak. I'm very much a meat person myself. And, you you know, and outside, obviously, for being known as being a great singer, songwriter, and what have you, Heath, what is a talent that you possess that not many people might know about?
2: A talent that I possess that not many people I can I can fix a barbed wire fence faster than anybody else. I, oh, I, wow. I can mend a fence better than I'm because you know I grew up on a cattle ranch and there's always a, a fence that needs mending on a ranch. So I'm I'm pretty good with the Texas fi- fence fixer. I can't say it, but I can use it. Texas fence fixer. It's this blue uh, wire stretching device. Uh, it's hard to describe. You, you you pull the wire together and then you put a splice in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm I'm good at that. Most people oh, wouldn't fantastic. know that you know, that that's one of my talents.
1: Well, that's fantastic, and you know, thanks you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, you <laughs> know, aside from this, uh, you know, awesome thing that's happening tonight at the Grand Old Opera, uh, what does the the remainder of twenty twenty two look like for you and and the boys in Ricochet?
2: Well, tomorrow I'm I'm buying a brand new touring bus uh, while I'm in Nashville, so I'm we're expecting to do a lot more touring this year we're, we're about to sign with a, a new booking agency and uh, they have told us that to be prepared to have twice as many shows next year as we had this year so i've decided to go ahead and buy something that's i've been traveling in what we call our short bus for the last six years and it's just a ford transit van that has some bunks in it and, and a couple of flat screens and a little refrigerator and a microwave and it's been it's served us fairly well for the past six years but it's time to it's time to move up to the full size bus and and get ready to hit the road hard again
1: fantastic and an upgrade is always a good thing i definitely agree and uh, for the for those who want to you know stay up to date with everything you guys have going on you know be it gigs be it um you know upcoming music and what have you where can we send these folks to
2: well, let's send them to the website. It's ricochetonline.com. That's R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T online.com. But most people don't know. I bet, I bet you could spell ricochet because, you know, it's a, it's a European word, but I, mm-hmm. most people don't know how to spell. We were the most misspelled band in country music until Shenandoah got back together.
1: Oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's that's a tough contest. Exactly. I sometimes I have to admit have trouble spelling Shenandoah These, these days I'm always like spell check, spell check, spell check. I'm like, okay, yes, I, I got it right. <laughs> but, uh, that's right.
2: Thank God, but, uh, for spell check. Huh?
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Exactly. It's one of the great things about technology for sure. And uh, speaking of great things, uh, Heath, we're going to be seeing you out here with another great, great song. You of course that you guys did, which is Seven Bridges Road. And when it comes to this song. And you know, what was the reason for wanting to do this one? And, uh, and any, any, any stories behind that?
2: Yeah, you know, we were on a, a bus trip to Las Vegas and we got to talking about uh, great bands. And we, I, in my opinion, the Eagles is just a country band. I mean, they were, they were known as a pop rock band, but I believe that, in, especially in this day and age, they are as country as, as any other country artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, we always c- tried to kind of... Uh, make our harmony blend very similar to theirs. Whereas there's a lead vocal and then there's two harmonies above the lead bo- vocal and two harmonies below. That's the harmony blend that we've always, always kind of built our, our uh, structure on. And we got to thinking, well, we, we all love the Eagles so much. We should try to work up one of their songs. And we didn't really, we, we had been doing an acapella song in our set, uh, an old fifties song called it's all right. And we thought, well, it'd be cool to kind of go out of that into an Eagles tune. And uh, we had, you know, 15 hours to do it. So we just decided to sit down on the bus one day with an acoustic guitar and start working out parts. And by the time we got to Vegas, we had it down. Oh, and I should mention the the video. If you want to look up on YouTube, the video of Seven Bridges Road, we actually went to the actual Seven Bridges Road in Montgomery, Alabama to shoot the video. That's the road that the song was written about.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. You know, well, uh, folks, now definitely check out that video because it's definitely worth your time along with the, the great song for sure. So we're going to into this great one. This will be a Ricochet and the Seven Bridges Road. Uh, Heath, I want to once again, thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciated it. And of course, I want to wish you and the rest of the boys in Ricochet continued success with your careers and all the very best for the remainder of 2022.
2: Thank you, Nick. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, brother. Talk to you soon.
1: Oh, the pleasure was definitely ours. More people, you heard it from, of course, Heath Wright from Ricochet. Be sure to keep up to date with all the great things they have coming up. They will definitely be worth your time. Enjoy their version of Seven Bridges Road. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show with your Italian diger We'll be right back after this. There are stars
0: in the southern sky. Southward as you go There is moonlight and moss in the trees Down the seven bridges Shine! Char- to turn from here and go. Running like a child from these warm stars down the sand. And if ever you decide you should go, there is a taste of time, sweet and honey, down the center.